Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Hi, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here and welcome to episode number 31 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you listening to the show. And for those of you that are subscribers to the show, you will have seen the new email format that has been coming out over the last couple of days. I did make a couple of mistakes on that. I think some of you maybe received a couple of emails the same or something like that. So my apologies for that. My fat fingers hitting all these buttons and these keyboards and stuff's not good. Um, but for some of you that were expecting emails and didn't get them, please check your spam folders or your promotion folders on Gmail. I know that a few people have said to me the email has fallen in there. I think it's to do with the emails having images and the logo, the MTB Tribe logo and stuff on there. So I think um, your spam filters see that and it maybe fold, throws it into a spam folder or a promotion folder or something like that. So please check that out. Now, if you do want to get more involved and you want to receive emails about the podcast upcoming episodes and like the email that was sent out on Monday um, just asking you a couple of questions about why you love mountain biking so much and what, what you're feeling the issues are with mountain biking or if you have any problems with mountain biking what it is because I want to help you guys I want to get better guests on here related to your issues and your problems with mountain biking and just people you want to hear on may it be racers or may it be people in certain industries or certain brands through that with your involvement I can do that and get the guys on the show for you so if you want to get more involved just go to mtb-tribe.com you can subscribe there so you can do that I also just want to say a big thank you to the iTunes guys and everybody that's on there and leaving reviews I appreciate that it just helps the show be seen by more people gets more people involved Um, So thanks so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Now, today's show, folks, is a real good one. It's about trail maintenance and why we should help. And we're talking to John Hard, who is the trail ranger for DAVA. We chat to John about everything trail related, about how the volunteers help, how without volunteers helping on, on the trail maintenance days that really the trails wouldn't be nowhere near as good or they may not even be there because the the costs and keeping these things running smoothly and, and you and me enjoying them, you know, 365 is so important and the trail volunteers play such a big part. So we chat to John about that, about how the forestry and how him communicate quite a lot and, and how all this works. Because if you've been to Davi, you know there's a lot of forestry work has been done there over the past number of months. So we chat about that, we chat about the costs involved, we chat about how you can get involved, how you can help out. And John takes us through a, a day of, of volunteering. Now, I was at the last one. Very enjoyable. You meet good guys. It's very sociable. It's not bike-breaking work. Um, you know, so it's all good fun. Your lunch is laid on for you in a great spread. It is. Everything like that. So if you want more information on that, go to mountainbikeni.com. 
even just send Ethan an email there. All the contact details are on the site, but send Ethan an email and he will get back to you if you want to get involved in a maintenance day. Now, we recorded this episode a number of months ago, but I wanted to hold it off until today because the next DAVA maintenance day, trail maintenance day, is the 21st of April. So, not this weekend, but the next. So, that's why I wanted to hold this episode off until then. So, to give you guys a week, 10 days, to make up your mind, to see if you want to help out on the maintenance day. I am going to be there. A lot of guys, a lot of the local guys that are there all the time will be there. I'll be a good bunch of guys. So please come up, get involved. Um, but send Ethan a wee email and uh, let him know that you're wanting to come and he will get back to you and fill you in on the details. The day normally starts about 10 o'clock in the morning and ends around 4 and we just meet at the trailhead. So it would be very good. So if you want more info, listen to the podcast all the details are on the show notes as well if you want to check those out so you can have quick access uh, and get yourself signed up. And um, it's a very enjoyable day and I would appreciate you know help on the trails. It really is awesome to get involved in. Great day had by all. So listen to the podcast. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it and I will chat to you after the show. Hi, John. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. Thanks for coming on this evening. I know I'm grabbing you at work there and stuff. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Great to have you here. No problem, Gar. Thank you very much. It's great to be on. Good stuff. And uh, we're going to be chatting tonight uh, really about trail maintenance and mainly based around DAVA. Um, Just really chatting about why people should get involved and, and how the process works and how we've got so many nice trails and we, we just really don't know or don't think about what goes into them so i think we need to chat about that and, and get get to the bottom of that so um john you work well just tell us what your job title is and who you work for i work for the local council um i sort of was employed by cooksang council which the near the council that actually put the trails into dava um, and now the councils have merged from uh, Cookstown, Markerfeld and Dungannon into Middlestar Council. Uh, so I work for Middlestar Council currently mm. and my job role will be a duty manager uh, and within that remit I'm responsible for three uh, different areas. Uh, one would be the Leisure Centre in Cookstown, uh, Middlestar Sports Arena out at Lockery, the Tilly Wigan campus and then also Dava Forest Trails. Mm. So you're a busy man, you're, you're kept at it there anyway. Well yeah, just through the sort of the merge of the, the three councils, my job role sort of has expanded and my job role is really split over uh, three different areas and really I spend two days in the leisure centre, two days at the sports arena and one day uh, looking after Dava Forest. Right, okay, cool. Um, so what's what's, in jo- what's what's involved in your job then with Dava Forest kind of on a daily basis? Could you just take us through that? Yeah, well, my job uh, for DAVA is really looking after the day-to-day management of the mountain biking trails in DAVA. So it goes from looking after the events, booking the events in, managing the rallies, um, like the motor rally clubs, um, and then down to the sort of maintenance on the trails, looking after the trails on a day-to-day basis. Um, so looking after, uh, so for instance, there, if there's any sort of uh, extreme weather conditions, which we've had quite a lot of recent months, likes of storm damage or any snow, uh, doing trail inspections and making sure everything's in order and then if there's any maintenance work to be carried out, um, making sure that the maintenance is carried out to the standard it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you would be 
would you be the trail ranger then for David John? Yeah, that's that was the sort of we run on joke uh, within the council that I was the <laughs> trail ranger up in Dava, and he would like suspected me out with my rifle and whatever. But unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't involve that. Now it's a lot more office based. Um, even over the last sort of year or two years, um, I'm not out on the trails as often as I would like. Um, I have a colleague who is designated to go up to Dava. Uh, they're on a Wednesday or Thursday each week, and Peter, he would do general main um, inspections of the trails mm-hmm. uh, and removing sort of debris and doing uh, fixing sort of water damage because of the sort of the nature of the trails in Dava. Um, there'd be a lot of surface water and a bit of water running down the trails, so we're trying to divert that off the the trails to stop sort of wear and tear. Uh, so Peter, like he sort of would uh, do a lot of sort of maintenance and sort of weekly basis. Um, Sort of stopping me floods, getting rid of puddles, and making sure any heavy rain from the waters not flowing down the middle of the the, the trail. And we're trying to divert it off the trail, mm-hmm. and sort of we've picked up those sort of techniques from sort of volunteer days and sort of doing sort of workshops through Mountain Bay and I um, as well. So we pick up sort of wee techniques and how to sort of divert the flow without sort of changing the shape of the trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of it's quite interesting and. Um, We've picked up the knowledge over the last two or three years of doing that. Um, but Peter would be on the trails sort of on a weekly basis, and I would try to get out on the trails at least once a month, um, just to have a sort of general audit to see how things are going and sort of planning the maintenance ahead to see what might need to be done over the sort of next two three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Peter would be on the ground, and then he would come back to you and let you know what what kind of is happening out there or what needs to be done and kind of you would keep in yeah. close contact i suppose yeah yeah just sort of communicate sort of probably weekly and obviously the likes of the, the storms there we've had in recent times uh peter would uh contact me even when he's off even at the weekend to say like there's uh high winds forecast over the weekend and when do we think we should do an inspection and we have to make sure the safety of the uh, staff as well so um, we wouldn't send the staff into the forest whenever there's high winds we'd have to be doing settle and make sure everything's okay and uh, do an inspection and then any small trees he can remove with the handsaw and then uh, either council uh, train guys chainsaws or tree surgeons would come and clear the rest of the trail so okay. it's sort of seems to be an ongoing ongoing at the moment with the, the storm so yeah and is peter employed by mid ulster council as well yeah he's similar to myself he's sort of um his job role is down over three areas as well um he's based in the leisure center ballyrone marina and then dava forest as well so um he sort of inherited three different sites as well um and he's similar to myself one day a week in dava and really sort of takes that especially uh, coming into the sort of summer springtime mm-hmm. and he does a lot of trimming along the edge of trails keeping the trees back and sort of pruning and um, just keeping the trails in good order yeah um, yeah and what's the best way of doing that john would you just cycle out around the trails or would you walk out around the trails or drive or what the, way do you, you know, do it the, obviously more the most efficient way of getting around is obviously on the mountain bike um but generally we do our trail inspection sort of on a fortnightly basis so every fortnight we uh, would inspect all areas of the trails from the green trail right up to the, the red trails. So generally, um, 
we have it sort of split to the lower trails and upper trails. So if you know Dava at all, you've got their high, the upper trails will be classed as the high red trails. So Peter would take one week and do the, the red trails up at the top, and then the following week you would work on the lower trails. So generally, if there's a fair bit of work to be done, it's probably on foot. You'd bring sort of like a, a few sort of basic tools with you and walk along, bring the brushes back or the trees back, and maybe you know, a shovel or a spade just to sort of... Uh, sort of move the trail so the water's not sort of running on it and you sort of use your use bits and pieces that's uh, lying along the side of the trails if there's any sort of stones or any dust or maybe has been left over for a volunteer day you sort of have these be sort of gold mines of dust lying around the trail so you <laughs> sort of utilize, utilize that to your best so it's very hard obviously to get uh, materials onto the trail so yeah. you sort of use your resources around you and um, even the likes of uh, remarking the bikers are starting to cut corners and stuff, you maybe get a few sort of logs or and sort of not put them on the trails, but just and sort of set them in a place that encourages the mountain bikers to cycle around them rather than taking a, a shortcut through the corner. So we have to mm-hmm. encourage the bikers to ride the trails how they're designed and try not to sort of uh, ride them sort of maybe for Strava to get the best time down a section of trail by cutting a corner out. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of priority is to keep the trails in the condition that they were designed for. Uh, we can do that by, um, I know sort of some mountain bikers probably maybe aren't happy with us doing that, but it's part of our job. We have to ensure the safety of all riders and the corners are in certain positions and slow people down so they can take the next corner at the crack speed and not being going too too fast, etc. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I have noticed that at David just at the bottom of steam trail there before you go up that kind of wee that wee kind of high switchback. Yeah. There seems to be guys just going straight at the bottom of that and not going up over the top. So and that is quite a wee fast fast area there too. Yeah. And I think that's part of the design you see from uh, Architrail designed that initially. Mm. Uh, the riders down when they're coming to the end of the trail because the trail you exit out onto the forest road um, that was designed purposely to get people to slow down and rise up the sort of the wee climb and sort of make them sort of just basically slow up really yeah and mm. so they don't sort of come out at a high speed out onto the forest road because you have to remember Dava still is a, a working forest and it could be lorries taking timber out coming up along that road and you sort of have to obviously be aware of that and obviously guys who cut that corner I know you've put logs in there in the past and the logs have been removed so um, we'll probably have to look at maybe getting a, a lorry boulder in place just to try and encourage the, the riders to ride the trails correctly yeah yeah well I personally love that wee section I think it's awesome but that's yeah. that's just me you know <laughs> but that's the the thing about mountain biking, everybody's got their own favourite wee section of trail, and um, yeah. and that's the beauty about mountain biking. So, aye, is, very. Yeah. yeah, so that that's cool. And is Dava is Dava the only trail covered by Medal Ulster Council, John? No, uh, well, obviously we have another um, uh, trail centre down in Blassingburn, uh, five mile town, <clears throat> which is a lovely, a lovely trail centre. And to be honest, I've only actually. Uh, ridden it there about a year ago and I was actually really surprised how, how lovely uh, the trails are down there. Uh, it's slightly different though. It's currently run in partnership with the state in Blessingborn okay. and also the council. So 
slightly different to the setup in Dava. Um, I don't really have any direct involvement uh, with the trails down there, but I have cycled them a few times just to give them, I suppose, a bit of, well, I don't know if you call it expertise, but a bit of advice and mm-hmm. what bit of maintenance, what might be um, sort of needed um, on the trails. And I have organized a volunteer uh, day down there, I think it was last year, um, just uh, was their first uh, volunteer day because they fall under the umbrella of Mountain Bike NI. So I'm part of the consortium is were to get a couple of volunteer days. So um, we organised one and we've done a fair bit of work that day as well. So it was quite good. Yeah, no, it's a nice trail down there. Um, I've, I've only been down a couple of times, but the nice thing about it is it's very different to Dav almost. It's more yeah. flowy and a wee bit flatter. And, but yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. I think it's more, I think it's, Probably more for a wee bit, um, somebody's into mountain biking and they do want the really extreme Davos, but more sort of fast and furious and a few more sort of features where Bessingburn's nice and sort of flat and um, it's nice and nice to go and put a Venduro mountain biking really, it's nice and flat and mm-hmm. get a good workout and uh, get a couple of laps done, uh, definitely, definitely a good workout. Yeah, sure. And you touched earlier there a wee bit just on the storms we've had um this year and, and at the end of last year and stuff. Um, so what do you do differently then after a large storm like that, John? Is there anything you'd put in place that's slightly different? Well, I know we mentioned earlier about the inspections are carried fortnightly um, and then after any extreme weather, so obviously after storms, then we would try and get out onto the trail at least by the next day or that mm-hmm. afternoon, depending on, uh, I suppose it depends who's working, uh, as a weekend or um, what the availability of staff is, but generally we try and get out the, the next day um, and do a full inspection. Um, it's just more the safety of riders, so um, trying to ensure that you're not going to come flying around a corner and maybe a tree, small tree down or something that's going to put you off the trail. So it's just really left the safety of all the users. But I think there's uh, one scenario where we had a, actually the forestry service actually recommend that we closed the trails um, because they were closing the forests so we had to sort of uh, close the whole trail centre down um, right. I think the whole country came to a standstill at that stage <laughs> I just remember the name of the, the storm I think it was the hurricane possibly coming in from the, the Atlantic at that stage and the west coast of Ireland got a, a severe touch but uh, literally had a two-hour turnaround. I was working in the leisure centre and got a phone call at 11 o'clock to say we need to close the trails. We need, and then I got a phone call straight after that to say we need to close the leisure centre for one o'clock. So you can imagine the mad rush to get everything in place within a two-hour window. But obviously we managed to get that done. And obviously social media is a great way to communicate with the mountain bikers. And obviously the Facebook page and the website generally is our main um main way to communicate with the mountain bikers and mm-hmm. um, obviously we've got a couple of signs up at the main entrances as well so um, but thankfully there wasn't wasn't too much damage yeah. yeah that's good and so you john then have really the power to close close the trail if you feel that that's necessary for safety yeah generally if i think there's any issues um regarding the safety of the users the trails or the trail center will be closed um, but obviously the nature of obviously Dava and any forest is that you can't mand it and there's not staff so mm. if obviously we put our signs up uh, to warn people to stay out and somebody crosses that 
um, they're in at their own risk, um, which a lot of mountain bikers probably say, well, they know the nature of mountain biking, that's the, the game we're in, we're happy enough to take that risk, and even to go mountain biking on a calm day, there's risks involved, so um, I suppose up to people to make that uh, make that choice themselves, but um, I suppose that has been opened from 2013, and there's just one one scenario, one situation where the trail centre was closed uh, completely, um, and maybe two other trail sections have been closed temporarily just until the wind blown trees have been removed, etc. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I suppose if uh, the trail centre is open and a rider goes out and uh, maybe notices a, an older tree or something has fallen over, do you get much rider feedback like that just on certain sections that are maybe dangerous? Yeah, well, obviously, again, through the, the Dava Forest Facebook uh, page, uh, a lot of guys, um, well, obviously. A lot of mountain bikers would just communicate through that, would say they come across, a, send a message to the Facebook page, say that maybe a tree has fallen on a certain section, um, which obviously um, then I can act on that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, obviously, through the, a, there's an email from Mountain Bike NI as well, if they can email through to them um, as well um, at Mountain Bike NI, and they would then forward it on to myself as well. But generally, the Facebook page, I'm the admin generally anything comes through um, the facebook page i try to respond within a few hours even when i'm at home and off um i would try and respond um pretty quickly if, if i can so uh, it's, especially it's, when, a, it's a 24-7 job john you're on call all the time <laughs> well it is uh, maybe i'm wrong in what i do but obviously i've been involved in data from the from the very early stages, and I suppose mm-hmm. I as a staff as mine as such um, for my job. So mm-hmm. um, I maybe do I go that extra mile just to ensure that everything is is, is in order. Um, in Dava, um, sometimes it uh, does take a lot of time and effort, but you sort of just get on with them and get it done. So. Yeah, well, I must say it's really well maintained. I have to say it's it's a good spot now for sure. Um, so. You've talked there a wee bit about mountain bike NI. How closely do you work with them? Um, I'm not sure if you know. Or, um, generally, we have, there's a mountain bike NI consortium um, developed okay. in Northern Ireland um, whenever the trail centres all open. And I suppose, I touched on earlier, like Northern Ireland just didn't have any mountain, official mountain biking trails. And then all of a sudden we had uh, three national trail centres open within the same year or so. So... Um, and we're quite lucky. So what the, the councils have got together, um, um, from uh, Newry and Morn as well, and Mid Ulster, and I think even Belfast City Council are involved as well, even though they're a regional centre. Um, we sort of try and sort of market all the mountain biking trails under one umbrella. Um, so we're trying to sort of create sort of uh, Northern Ireland as a mountain biking hub to try and get people mountain bike within Northern Ireland and uh, sort of through the Ireland of Ireland as well, get people from uh, down south to come up north uh, to mountain bike and also maybe tap into the sort of the Scottish market as well. I know a lot of the, the local riders would go across to the Seven Stains and, uh, and different mountain biking trails. So we were trying to create Northern Ireland as an area where people from the mainland and would come over to cycle in Northern Ireland and obviously Ross Trapper, Castlewell and Dava would be the three meal train centres that we'd be trying to market there 
so it just means that um, we're all one and we're not sort of trying to, um, I suppose, advertise and compete uh, against the other the trail centres. We just sort of, all the trail centres are different. They provide different trails and um, people prefer certain trail centres because of the way the trails ride. So, um, and I think across the board, we cater for quite vast um, a number of riders, which is good. Um, plus then the likes of the volunteer days and stuff all can be coordinated through Mountain Bike NI as well as part of the, the deal and the sponsorship. Um, so they organise the volunteers uh, for all the trail centres in Northern Ireland. So, um, and then I look after them on the day uh, whenever they come on site. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good setup for sure. So let's talk a wee bit about maintenance and getting involved then. So when you're... Going around looking at the trails, um, how would you decide that a trail needs uh, some maintenance? Um, it's just really sort of, I suppose, a bit of experience. You sort of, you, when the trails were put in, the, the trails were nice and sort of smooth and uh, they were probably quite fast. But as time goes on, the sort of trails sort of, both people say they cut up, they get a little bit rougher. But it's, the way I look at it is it's mountain biking. They're not supposed yeah. to be smooth you're supposed to be sort of three uh, there's a red trail and you sort of have to be ready for the unexpected if there's not be sort of boulder uh, flashes up or um, you have to be ready for that uh, and that's the nature of mountain biking and we did have a mountain biking and i did organize a, a workshop in dava and there's a guy um steven came from the welsh parks uh, mountain biking trail centers and i had a good chat with him just about the conditions of the, the trails and he sort of turned around and says, well, Northern Ireland, you're quite lucky. All the trail centres have a new trails. He says, a few wee stones and boulders cutting up. That's what mountain biking's about. If you want sort of smooth trails, stick to the roads. And you sort of, and that's sort of what sort of kept me sort of, maybe give me a bit of sort of peace in mind, really, to sort of, because if you listen to everybody, everybody's got their own views on how the trails should be maintained or how they should be um ridden and people want smooth trails when people say no they're, they're rough and cutting up and stuff but um you just have to three times sort of suppose you learn from experience you sort of ride the trails i ride the trails myself when i'm doing the inspection so i get a feel for them um and you sort of th- three times you sort of schedule to sort of counteract that so if there's a corner subsiding um or starting or showing signs of subsiding which it is an immediate danger it doesn't need a closure being say right well over the last two, three months, that corner has started to subside. So the next volunteer day, we'll plan our maintenance around that to build the berm back up again and just to sort of stop the subsidence in the future and give the riders a better experience as well. I think some people have different views on that. I know initially once the trails were put in, we had quite a lot of stumps in one of the trails between Big Wig Jig and the Giant's Bed, but mainly stumps were starting to protrude through the trail the trail sort of sunk down a wee bit so we did grind down quite a few of the stumps that stage but in my view that was just like a bedding in period but generally stumps in the corners are there for a reason to slow you down you want to move a stump out of the way so we have to ensure you ride around it yeah. i'm sure if you hit a stump once um you'll not want to hit another one yeah. i've been sort of lucky enough well obviously you probably don't ride hard enough to have too many near misses but I'm sure for the guys out there that uh, um, race down the trails, um, <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to hit a, a stump uh, pretty hard. John, how often would you carry out maintenance on the trails then? Please. Majority of the 
the maintenance would be done through the volunteer days. Um, and no, um, we've had a couple of big volunteers and uh, sorry, volunteer days, um, especially back uh, a couple of Junes ago. Um, we had a Dava dig day where we did a lot of resurfacing on the top of the, the red trails. And I think that day we had something like up to 14 volunteers uh, volunteered that day. And the amount of work and dedication to the volunteers, like it's, I can never give them enough credit. Um, the amount of work they put in that day was phenomenal. And um, I think it was a case of moving a pile of, I think it was 13 ton of dust we moved three times between the years um, to resurface uh, the top red trails. Um, we had a quad and a, a wee trailer and a digger. And I remember clearly one of the volunteers came up and he says, what do you need the digger for? And he says, well, wow. fill the wheelbarrows. He said, we can do it with shovels. I says, well, we'll see how the day plans out. And they came a few hours later and said, yeah, I think it was a good call getting the digger in because the amount of uh, work the guys were doing with the wheelbarrows, um, the last thing you want to do is actually sit and shovel the wheelbarrows to, or shovel the dust into the wheelbarrows and then maneuvering down the trails but that day like it was an absolutely credit to everybody involved and um, we got a lot of work done and obviously from my point of view um, a lot of volunteers feel that it's the least they can do they're giving something back they see it as their trails and you come to Dava you don't have to pay everything's free you have a free um, toilet block and bike wash and the trails are free to ride so um, a lot of them say well I'll just give a day, half a day, um, and put something back into the trails, and most of them appreciate it. And the next time uh, they ride the trails, especially that day up in the, the top red trails, the, the lot of dust we put down, you can notice a, a big difference on how smooth the trails were. And like even to even like nearly two years on, uh, the trails you can still see um, the work they've done is still sticking by um, the, the elements up there as well. So uh, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome, awesome work uh, indeed. And you know, on on the website, I was just looking, and it was saying um, the typical work that you could normally be expected to kind of do. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stuff on there, um, repairing trail surfaces, to cutting back branches, to just a whole mountain of stuff you can be doing. So, what can people expect to be doing on a trail maintenance day? I know you maybe had a few issues with the steam trail when it first opened. Can you tell us a wee bit about that? We had a couple of sort of hard breaking points uh, coming down when the trail was quite soft. So one of the volunteers involved, like just sort of um, taking out a bit of the trails and putting down a few sort of boulders and making we sort of like a wee mini rock garden. So whenever you're riding down, you're sort of breaking on the rocks rather than cutting up the trail. So the sort of rocks take the, the impact of the breaks on the trail. So um, wee bits and pieces like that just you'll see wear and tear and you sort of look at the trail to say, well, is that breaking? Is that water damage? Um, and then you try and repair uh, repair the different sections at a time um, and even sort of building up the berms as well obviously um, if the the berms because they're quite high and exposed sometimes um, you do have to repair them from time to time so it's just could be a nature anything at all like a sort of um, from sort of berms to water damage to resurfacing um, and generally trying to create, keep the trails to how they were designed um, without changing the shape or changing the size of the berms and stuff as well. So, Yeah, and that's interesting because I was going to ask you with 
shape and trails um, when you go to repair an area, do you have to keep it the same as it was before, like the berms and stuff? Do you have to keep them the same height um, or can you change it up slightly? What way do you go about that? You don't want to raise them up much higher than what um, they were designed for. Um, obviously, you have to remember too that if the trail or the berm maybe has subsided slightly, with a wee bit of wear and tear, you do maybe, it looks a wee bit bigger than what um, it was previous, but um, we don't sort of, we try and keep it to the same specification as what the trails were designed for. Um, and sometimes the, the berms may look a wee bit bigger, but they're actually maybe just a wee bit deeper. So they're going to sort of withstand a little bit more abuse and wear and tear. Uh, try and sort of, once we do sort of build up a berm, we try and sort of build it so it's going to last two, three years where possible. But at the same time, not trying to um, create a slightly different design or shape of the trail. If you're coming down the trails at quite a rate of knots, you want to make sure the berm is going to uh, be able to ride around the berm um, on the right line without centigrading or riding over the top mm. of it. If it's mm. not, if it's not uh, uh, the right sort of shape and size. So, um, But there's a fair bit of work involved. So every time I sort of do a workshop or do a volunteer day, um, especially up in the there, we've got a good team of volunteers who regularly come up and they between sort of three or four of us, like we always can sort of decide what to do. And I'm usually the one that's quite sort of trying to keep them from getting too excited and trying to build too big of them. And I have to try and keep them sort of, so no, I'll have to try and keep it to the shape that the trail is designed in and we can't try and change the shape of it. So um, sometimes, um, well, we'll maybe could try, well, some of the volunteers try to get carried away, but <laughs> to be fair, all of them are very good and they know what's expected of them. So, and how many volunteers would you normally get to come and help out? Just it depends. I think it was a few years back, the volunteer days, just maybe they weren't promoted correctly or communicated through the right uh, channels. But I know the last two or three now, we've had uh, the numbers have increased and um, it's been really, really good. Um, quite glad that it was added on to the uh, Mount Bike NI Awards there this year, uh, Volunteer of the, the Year. So. Yeah, because I know you get quite a lot of regular guys coming up there to help out. Guys travel from, well, obviously a few girls come along as well. Um, they come across all the province and um, different areas. So, yeah. um, And to be honest, we could do, the only thing that probably disappoints me slightly, there's not a lot of local guys involved in the volunteer days. It seems to be quite a guys and we would further afield. Um, but it'd be good to get maybe a few more locals involved in the future um, as well. So maybe some fun uh, for myself to try and recruit a few more sort of local riders to get involved. I know that it's open to anybody wanting to take part and wanting to get involved, but how's that done? Is that done through Mountain Bike NI and does Ethan send out requests and things like that? Ethan would organise a schedule of sort of volunteer days and, and within those days he would advertise them through the website and social media. Um and then obviously if there's any big works then uh, needed done, we would sort of have a, a big drive. Uh, I know we had one or two in Dallas, so, um, and the response I got was been, been excellent. So hopefully um, if we have another volunteer day on the coming sort of, well, hopefully in the next few weeks or so, um, we get the sort of Eagles Rock Trail section back into a rideable state. I'm not sure there's still a lot of timber lying on it and stuff, so 
it's really to get in to see what the damage is done and what sort of materials we'll need and um, hopefully we'll get it back opened as soon as we can. Uh, unfortunately, it's taken a bit longer than what we anticipated. We hoping once we I uh, had a few chats with the forestry service who um, were planning the harvesting, and we sort of set a window of I think it was September to be closed, thinking three to four weeks. But obviously, it's rolled on by um, to well, probably four or five months at this stage, by the looks of it. So, but the main section's open at the minute anyway. So it's just that we section around Eagles Rock. So yeah. Um, it will take a wee bit of work and obviously the nature of the, the ground around there is quite soft and wet so it might take a wee bit of extra work and effort to get it up and running yeah yeah it's interesting because um, at Dava there Sunday passed and I went um, through the bit that the forest service was, was failing um, it's, it's so different looking now you just you wouldn't even recognise it it's really weird um, but it's just so you know and you're open to the elements and all that it's just so different you know um but at least the the trail there's in real good nick still so um and i did notice there has been quite a few trees and stuff kind of lifted to one side so that it could be open um like so i wanted to ask you what part the forestry service actually play in cutting down trees and is that all scheduled with you guys considering the trails are there and i know the big storm that blew through there quite recently had a big effect on it there was a lot of fallen trees so how did that work with the forestry how do you kind of network with them and and get uh, get on the same page as those guys i did i got a storm doris i had a couple of big trees sort of fell one towards the end of the trail and lifted a big massive plate up and sort of the forestry service were suggested that if the winds happened to come at the wrong angle that whole section could just fall so really I said like if it has to be done let's just get it, get it done there's no point putting it off at this stage so we sort of I suppose six seven months prior um, to the harvesting we sort of had a plan in place and mm-hmm. we wanted to do it in September where I picked it was quite a quiet month and there's no events booked in and um, we just sort of went for it thought it was only going to be sort of three or sorry uh, three to four weeks but obviously it turned out a lot longer and the main reason for that is the harvesting guys had to take extra care um, because the mountain biking trails they didn't want to cut them up and they could only have crossing points in certain areas and that slowed them down as well I know um, it has changed the shape of the trail and, and probably does ride differently and obviously it's, it used to be a lovely sort of sheltered section of trail now so it's now open and exposed and it really feels like a completely different trail um, but no it just takes a lot of time and effort and we'll, we'll be working in partnership with the forestry service and they will be able to bring many diggers and give us materials and help us sort of with the repairs obviously I think they're they can't really give us any personnel on the ground, but they're happy to sort of pick up the bills for maybe some dust and maybe if we need a mini digger in for a few days, they'll bring a mini digger in and a driver and stuff. So it'll give us a, a bit of help and sort of, I suppose, a financial support as well to try and get the trail back open again. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool, actually, to do that. So so when they're in there cutting and, and things like that, I suppose... They're in there with a certain objective. Um, do they go in with aims like that uh, and what to aim to do first or how to make the least amount of issues for the mountain bike riders and the mountain bike trails? 
the main aim was to come in and clear 90 metres either side of the trails. So the trail closure would only be restricted to a short period of time. And then obviously you can work 90 metres from the trail. So you can probably see that quarter if people ride that regularly, that the quarter was cut first and then they're working around Eagles Rock and, and deeper into the first. And I suppose that's how it was managed between the, the three three different uh, organisations just to sort of to try and create at least disruption to the usage or the users of Dava. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously it took a wee bit longer and the guys that were in doing the harvesting, um, they obviously try to reduce the damage by just having two crossing points in the section, section of the main trail and probably slow them down, but I suppose um, part of the contract was to cause as little damage as possible to the trails, which is good. So it means if there's any more felling to be done around the trail sections, we know the care is going to be taken by the harvesters. So. There still seems to be a load of timber and stuff lying up around Eagles Rock. Why would that be, John? Why could they not take that away? There's only so much timber they can stack in that area, and until some of the timber was removed, um, they couldn't bring the rest of the timber from the from round Eagles Rock. Um, so it just take just took extra time, and then I think with the weather conditions as well and the high winds, it sort of hasn't been favourable either for the harvesters as well. So um, they've lost a few days as well with the, the snow and stuff as well. So, um, but. Just I suppose these things take time. Sometimes you can't burst them. And mm-hmm. um, to be fair, I meet the guys on site on a regular basis, and um, well, they do think mountain bikers are crazy, especially anybody who cycles down Eagles Rock. If they're mad enough to cycle Eagles Rock, um, a couple of fallen trees aren't going to stop them from cycling the trail. So, um, but obviously they respect that. And <laughs> I suppose really a bit of safety is that. They would like all mountain bikers to ride in high-vis jackets, which are making themselves visible to uh-huh. the guys in the lorry or guys in the harvesters, just so they can't be seen. But I obviously said, like, the nature of mountain biking, people don't wear high-vis jackets because they're not on the, the main road. So and he says, funny, most of their gear is black or grey. <laughs> Sometimes, I suppose, it's just mountain biker safety that... Um, if they happen to be cycling behind a lorry, just make sure they are seen or give them plenty of distance just so we don't want any <laughs> minor accidents happening between the harvesters or mountain bikers. So, John, when the Forest Service are in, what's your main aim um, after that or when they're finished? What what do you mainly look at and trying to achieve around that time? My aim was to get the, the main section opened as soon as possible. I think it opened early November, if my memory's mm-hmm. right. Um, and once that section was trail, sort of obviously give a natural flow of the trails again, so there's no re- real diversions. Um, but obviously, I think those, you have to learn to be patient, and obviously, it takes a bit of time. And hopefully, we'll get Eagles Rock opened and hopefully, riding the way it was before mm-hmm. uh, the filming started. So, that's my aim over the sort of coming weeks or months, whatever it takes to get that done. Yeah. And John, what kind of satisfaction do you get knowing that the trails are open and running smooth and everybody's as safe as they can be? Because I know you get a lot of good feedback about the Dava trails. Generally, 95% of the comments is all pretty positive. Um, and I do think a lot of people, the majority of mountain bikers do appreciate the work that we sort of, the council put into the trails to keep them up to the standard um, they're at and sort of maintain that. 
and hopefully in mm-hmm. well in years to come that we might be able to expand the Australian network um, um, in the company as well. I know Creek uh, Town Council is very forward thinking and but also council have taken that approach as well. So um, hopefully there will be developments um, across Dava, making um, mm-hmm. and a few other aspects as well in the future. So um, I'll definitely be pushing forward with new ideas and trying to get more drills in as well. Cause I do feel that if we had another uh, few good sections of trail, like it would push Dava up there to to be one of the better trail centres in uh, Northern Ireland. More the fact that have longer trail networks. I know the trails we have are as good as what they, they are in the province, but it's just trying to get a longer network of trails and different, um, more trails to sort of, so you're not looping around in the same trails all the time. You can go and ride for half a day and not cover the same section of trail. Um, so you're really sort of getting a good variety of trails and different features uh, throughout the trail network. So that'll be my sort of view in the future as well. So yeah, no, that would be awesome. Um, that that would make a huge difference there to Dava, definitely. Yeah. So, John, let's have a quick chat about um, how people can get involved and can volunteer. Could you take us through a regular day that a volunteer will experience while up helping out? Generally, the volunteer days sort of are planned from sort of ten o'clock to four. Um, so we have a meet and greet at the trailhead. Um, we we'll go through a little bit of a safety brief as well. Um, obviously, we are out in the trails. There's safety of the volunteers plus the safety of the riders. So we'll go through sort of sort of basic sort of housekeeping rules as such. So um, and a wee bit of sort of manual handling as well and what tools we're going to use. So it's just really a duty of care um, across the volunteers and make them aware. Um, obviously, we don't try and close the trails for sort of minor repairs, but we have wee signs and stuff to put out in the trail. So it's just sort of any new volunteers making them aware um, of our sort of procedures um, for sort of slowing riders down and being visible at all the time for working in a blind corner, making sure there's a spotter setting up the trail to warn mountain bikers that there's volunteers working in the trails. And plus we sort of have signage up as well to say that there's volunteers working in different sections of trails. So that usually takes about half ten or so. Um, and I give a quick brief on what... Uh, works are planned for that day and usually if some of the volunteers have a maybe a few suggestions as well various they maybe think we should do a bit of work as well but we'll sort of bounce off each other and then sort of head off into the trails um, so that's usually around half ten so by the time we get out on the trails is probably um, quarter eleven eleven and then we sort of just continue to do a bit of work for a couple of hours um, and sometimes if there's a, a large squad of volunteers, we split them into maybe a couple of different groups. And a few of the more sort of experienced volunteers would maybe lead a couple of uh, other volunteers and take them away and do bits and pieces uh, or start at one end of the trail and we meet in the middle. Or So that would sort of take us up to lunchtime. And obviously I try and uh, create a nice lunch. Obviously Dav is quite remote, so we have a local... Uh, cafe here in the leisure centre who would bring generally try and bring some hot food up uh, to Dava it can be a combination of soup, hot dogs um, chicken goujons uh, sandwiches uh, tea, coffee and sort of a few snacks as well um, and obviously that's all that's cool. uh, I suppose it's sort of a free lunch as such but I suppose my way, the way I look at it is um, 
the volunteers are there giving up their, their Saturday or for the volunteer day. So and the least I can do is give them sort of uh, something half decent to eat and sort of thank them, um, give them a, a, a decent lunch. So and then lunch usually lasts about half an hour, 40 minutes. And then uh, we hit, hit the trails again in the afternoon and do another couple of hours work. So generally depends how the, the day goes um, or how quickly um, we get the, the wee jobs done and the repairs done. Um, the days could be wrapped up any time from half two to four o'clock. Um, and there has been occasions where I've had to tell the volunteers to ride four o'clock guys that's uh, sit down and dusted my time to go home. And generally then I give them a wee, a wee sort of uh, lift up the top top car park and the trailer um, just to give them a sort of wee sail down the trails just to finish the day off. So, you know, a lot of bikers will, our volunteers will bring their own bikes and Head out for on the trails afterwards, and probably ride the Saxon trails they're working on. Just make sure they're happy with what we've done that day and stuff. I suppose they see it as they're putting something back into the trails. It's really good, and I was at the last one there at Dava, and um, one well, thing I will say is you're well fed. You're not short of food there, so yeah. a good lunch just coming volunteer, you know. <laughs> Keep the boys fed, eh? And we know how crucial the role of volunteers are for an atrial centre, and um, that they probably wouldn't even work or exist if it wasn't for the, the maintenance help because otherwise your bills would just be so expensive to maintain somewhere like that but are you happy with the numbers of volunteers you're getting and do you think you could do with some more? Um, I think my view is the more we have the better and obviously the bigger pool you have the more likelihood of getting everybody obviously not every volunteer day will suit everybody but um, a, lot, a lot of people do make the effort to, uh, to make the days and um, and there's been occasions where one or two of the volunteers haven't and they've offered their services um, to come up and do a bit of strimming with Peter um, on the trails during the week as well. So, like, definitely they're dedicated, but I definitely do think um, we could do with a few more volunteers, and especially for Dava and those other trail centres as well. Definitely get, get, get people recruited. be good, so. So that's the call, guys. If you've got a free Saturday afternoon, lend a hand fix up your local trail it's a great day you'll really enjoy it so john talk to us a wee bit about phase two of dava then we've heard a little bit about that knocking about the scene quite recently um what about funding for that and how close are we to getting a phase two of trails at dava do you think technically speaking if there's funding becomes available like we are driven to get more trails in dava so we can capture funding um I'd imagine there'd be more trails in Dava um, sooner rather than later. Um, but again, it depends what funding becomes available and why that's suitable for Dava and stuff as well. So, uh, fingers crossed, something will happen in the coming well, months, years, whatever. But. So, to get involved, I know you just go to mountainbikeni.com and there's a section in there that you can fill in and Ethan will get in contact with you and, and add you to the mailing list. And so, folks, if you're interested in doing that, Go to the show notes. I will put that in the show notes for you, a link to there, so that it's easy for you to go there and get signed up and help out in these days. But, John, I also hear that there's some perks to being involved in the trail maintenance team. We do bits and pieces of training. We do um, workshops as well on trail maintenance, and there's been a few guys trained up on uh, strimming uh, as well, using strimmers as well for some of the, the trail centres through the volunteer scheme. 
and also if you do go out and volunteer then uh, obviously the Chain Reaction are one of the main sponsors for the three national trail centres. Um, they do a few open nights where volunteers can go in and get uh, good discounts off, uh, well, I suppose, uh, bikes or accessories uh, in their shop as well. So there's be perks to it as well. So um, to try to encourage, encourage uh, more people to get involved. Happy days. So, John, listen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, and I really enjoyed our chat. And just lets us all know that there's more goes into having these trail centres than we think. Just because we don't pay an entrance fee at the door, these things seem to just run themselves. But obviously now we know there's a lot more organisation and networking and everything else that goes into keeping our trail centres open. So, listen, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your work today to do that and I'll let you go now because I am sure you've got responsibilities that you have to take care of so thanks again John I appreciate you coming on the show and I'll, I'll see you at the next trail day alright speak to you soon that's great thanks very much for having me it's been a privilege thank you very much well folks I hope you enjoyed that I really enjoyed talking to John and getting more of an insight into the trail so thanks so much John for coming on the show and chatting to us about that I know there was a wee bit of audio issue now and then and I had to record some of the questions I actually asked John um, afterwards because the audio cut in and doubled up and stuff. I, I just don't know what went wrong there, but um, I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. It's a great insight to what goes on and what has to be done to keep our trails open, 365. So it's, um, it's brilliant to get John on, and, and I hope it has encouraged you to maybe go to the uh, Trail Maintenance Day, which again is happening on Saturday the 21st of April, and uh, I hope you can get involved. That would be brilliant to see you out there. So, folks, if you enjoyed the show, just visit mtb-tribe.com. You can subscribe there. You can listen to the show from there. You can listen to back episodes. It's all free. It's all there for you. And uh, you can drop me an email from there, too, if you want to want to mention something or get in contact. So I'd appreciate that. And also on social, you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram and MTB Tribe. And you can also download the show via iTunes or Stitcher. And if you are an iTunes uh, user, please just take three or four minutes out of your day and leave a review. I would really, really appreciate that. It helps the show be found. It is fantastic. So, folks, again, thanks for being here. Thanks for getting involved. I hope you enjoyed the show. And I will speak to you again next week on another episode of MTV Tribe.